0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephyr only on 101.9 High FM.
1: If the citizens of the United States are divided around the upcoming elections, it stands to reason that the Jewish community there are too. Electoral Fundy Wayne Sussman joins me now to talk about how the Jewish community are likely to vote on the election day. Wayne, welcome, and once again, thanks for joining me.
0: Sharice, it's great to be back, and it's just... I think it's under three weeks to go, so it's getting really, really close now.
1: Jewish community, are they divided over who they're going to vote for?
0: In the last elections, about 71% of the Jewish community voted for Hillary Clinton uh, and about 29% or just under that for Donald Trump. And I've just studied the Pew Research Survey and it suggests that those figures should hold this time round. Maybe Trump will get an additional percentage point. And one, if one just looked at foreign policy and thought of the Abraham Accords, of the cancellation of the agreement uh, President Obama had uh, over Iran and nuclear weapons um, and various other diplomatic advances with Israel uh, and the United States of America, such as moving the embassy to Jerusalem, you'd expect Trump to be polling much better. But it seems like he's hardly shifted the dial and that the Americans with the American Jewish community with a strong tradition of voting for Democrats um, will continue this time round. I just want to say that similar to voters in South Africa, it's not just about voting on a single issue. Jewish voters, whether they are. Orthodox voters in uh, – ultra-Orthodox voters in Borough Park in Brooklyn going to the polls compared to uh, a reformed Jewish voter uh, in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia are going to make – look at a whole host of issues, such as the handling of coronavirus, the restrictions around coronavirus, uh, the economy, concerns over various social issues. And I think – and, of course, foreign policy. And ultimately they'll decide on the candidate and party which best fits um their which can best deal with their concerns and best deal with their aspirations as well.
1: In terms of participating in the votes, those influencing either trump or biden
0: so if one looks at various communities because right now. What's been fascinating, well, what's been very interesting to watch is what's been happening in Borough Park. I just mentioned that. And the community there have felt that the Democratic mayor, Bill de Blasio, and the Democratic governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, have been unfairly harsh on those religious Jewish communities and you do see some pushback from various uh, leaders in that community. So, I looked at the various religious communities around New York state today, and it's quite fascinating. There is a community, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the book by Shulam Deen, All Who Go Do Not Return. It's about this guy, Shulam Dean, who leaves the ultra-orthodox community. He belongs to the Svera Hasid movement. And this is a very, uh, a very devout, very, uh, austere Ultra Orthodox community, and it's obviously a community where I would say that the society is quite patriarchal. And in the 2016 elections, 97% of that community voted for Hillary Clinton. Uh, now that's a fascinating stat, by the way. And I don't want to get go off on too much of a tangent and see something similar in Hackney. Um, in the United Kingdom, where Diane Abbott, the Jeremy Corbyn's right-hand person and someone who certainly, um, hasn't been a friend of Israel in the House of Commons and on, on public record, but the ultra-orthodox community there overwhelmingly back her because she has a record of delivering for the community. Just as Hillary Clinton and the Democratic machine have a record of delivering, um, on promises to this particular ultra-Orthodox community in America. I do foresee that in communities like Borough Park, which is a a ultra-Orthodox community next to Crown Heights, which is the home of the Chabad community, I do foresee a a, um, bigger turnout for Donald Trump this time. You can see the community leaders there. A lot of them are openly embracing Donald Trump. So you are seeing those trends. Within other sections of the Jewish community, I know that there's a tradition of... No, many rabbis not practicing politics from the pulpit, but you will see retired leading members of the reform commu- uh, movement or the conservative movement coming out and campaigning for and advocating for Joe Biden. Now, within those particular parties, you do have the, the Republican Jewish Coalition which is a movement within the Republican Party uh, a lot of funding and support from Sheldon Adelson, trying to get more and more Jewish people, trying to remind Jewish voters all the time of what Trump has done for Israel um, and all his achievements in that regard, also maybe reinforcing the fact about Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. On the Democratic side, you'll also certainly get a lot of people within the Jewish uh, wing of the party also advocating there. There are also some interesting candidates um, lower down the ballot. For instance, Alaska, which doesn't have the biggest of Jewish populations. It's a tiny Jewish population. The, the candidate for senator who's running for independent but is closer to the Democrats in a surprisingly very close race, is a Jewish doctor called Al Gross. Um, so you do also see these Jewish candidates down ballot who are getting a lot of attention this time around as well.
1: You speak of foreign affairs being just one of many items to consider when making a vote. And we've spoken already about Trump and um, his support for Israel and the changes in the belief. Are there concerns around Biden and his role that he'll play with regard to Israel should he come in?
0: It's a great question. So one of the things which you'll hear, uh, the Republicans speak about is Biden being a socialist, Biden, uh, embracing this Green New Deal. There was an issue about two weeks ago where, uh, Congress, uh, woman Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez popularly known as AOC, was meant to speak at a Rabin memorial, at a Rabin commemoration for the former Prime Minister of Israel. And she came under lots of pressure, incidentally, from Jews on the far left to not participate. And she pulled out. So the her opponents are trying to the the Republicans are trying to say, look at her, look at what the Democratic Party's become. They can't even participate. Um at a gathering with um, a former prime minister who is essentially not just a military man, but also a peacemaker. On that, you are going to see people who are already opposed to Biden bring that more than Democrats, uh, Democratic Jewish voters who wouldn't have been happy about that decision. I think Biden's big strength, and this continues to show in state after state, uh, in national poll after national poll, is that He's far more likable and trustworthy than, say, Hillary Clinton. And Biden does have a strong record of um, working with the Jewish community. There was an attack on a Chabad center a few weeks ago, a few months ago, in the state of Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, and he reached out to that community immediately. It wasn't widely reported. He's got a strong – there are many people in his administration – who, have, who are from the Jewish community, who are very much part of the Jewish community establishment. They're not on the fringe of the Jewish community. So I do think Jews who are part of the establishment, Jews who are certainly more liberal, more moderate, trust Joe Biden that he'll continue uh, the strong relationship America has had with the state of Israel going forward. However, having said that, there's, of course, uh, a trend within the Democratic Party to shift leftward, Um of course the Democratic Party today is much more diverse than it was say 20 30 years ago and the Arab American population which is absolutely critical to the Democrats hopes in a state like Michigan the Muslim community are become um, are a bigger part of the democratic coalition and obviously the Democratic Party needs to understand that and understand that there is this more left wing element um, who does want Israel to be held account Um, when they are perceived to commit uh, violations. So that will be a challenge for the Democratic Party going forward.
1: Last week we spoke about the vice presidential uh, elections and the role that the uh, vice presidents would play. Would there be any change of policy should one of them come in, or would we see just more of the same of what you've described already?
0: I think we would see more of the same. Look, Mike Pence is an evangelical uh, Christian, so... Maybe he would focus uh, stronger on the evangelical uh, communities, connections uh, and love and passion for Israel. I mean, uh, you can't deny that Trump has a very strong attachment um, to Israel, but maybe with Pence it would be more strident. Let's not forget that Kamala, Kamala Harris is married to a Jewish man, Douglas Emhoff. She used the word when she... Uh, She used the word mamala a lot, I think, uh, to refer to her mom-in-law. So she always likes to throw in these Yiddish words. But I I think Douglas Emhoff uh, and Kamala Harris would again be very similar to Joe Biden uh, with their position on foreign policy and the Middle East. So I wouldn't suspect much change. One thing I just want to mention very quickly is that the closer the election gets uh, in certain states – like I saw some fascinating polls come out of Georgia where, um, Georgia has about 130,000 Jews. It's about 2% of the population in Georgia. You're going to expect the outreach to Jewish voters in the next few weeks reach record levels. Um, other states to hold in mind where the Jewish population is pretty high and the stakes are so high is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has just under 300,000 Jews as just over 2% of the population. Again, there, Florida, of course, uh, who would forget uh, the comedian Sarah Silverman's outreach to her grandmother in Florida in 2008 to vote for Obama. There, you see, there are 645,000 Jews in Florida. The outreach for Jewish voters is going to be absolutely critical. So watch those states, Florida, Georgia, um, and Pennsylvania in the weeks ahead to see how the um, how the different parties and candidates there are going to reach out to the Jewish vote because they might just tip the election one way or another.
1: I can't wait to speak to you next week again and catch up and get a greater sense of what's happening now that it's getting so close. Once again, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you.